Mr. Court, Mr. Boz, Mr. Witch, it's showtime. Danger, danger, high voltage. There is no spoon. Yes, there it is. The flying guillotine is an awesome weapon. It's not practical. It's not even aerodynamic. But it's awesome! Easy Rider is cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. They have fuel tanks the size of a pea. You'll get three miles out of that. Okay, okay. Could we possibly just talk about the damn movie? Obsessive Cinema Discourse. Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Obsessive Cinema Discourse. To my immediate left, once again, not his political position, but more or less just where he's located on the Skype machine, is my man crush from down under, the witch. How are you doing this afternoon, sir? I am fantastic, mate. Pleasure to be here. Although it's more early morning for you because of our disparaging time frames that we all live in. Indeed, but we are all on at least uh, the same timeline, which is a, a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, at least we're all living in the same time frame in the world now <laughs> and you heard him laughing in the background my bromance from overseas in the uk it's boz how are you doing this late evening for you early afternoon for me extremely early morning for which i'm surprisingly unconfused <laughs> your lack of confusion is disturbing to me sir it's always fun lining these up. <laughs> it's like, and then they throw daylight savings time into the mix in each country at different times. We're like, what fucking time is it there? I have no idea. We know yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I've taken two steps back, which has taken two steps forward, and you remained just where you are. <laughs> I said I wasn't confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if we want to talk about confusing. Let's talk about the film that we're going to be covering for this month's OCD podcast. We're doing, now it's not necessarily the origin of Billy Jack, but it's the first movie that he was put into, mm. and for reasons having to do with money, Tom Laughlin couldn't get enough money together to do the Billy Jack film he wanted to do, so they decided to make Born Losers, which we're talking about this month, and it's literally a cash grab just so he can get the money together to make Billy Jack, the movie that everybody remembers for the character of Billy Jack. Not many people talk about Born Losers. No, which is sad, really, because it, it does have some things that are worth talking talking about um as an origin story though it, it's not great no you really don't set up billy to be the all-encompassing hero that he will become in billy jack yeah he's more or less this like reactionary Taoist kind of guy mm. and i think i think laughlin really wanted to try and drive that home but before we get too deep into the actual movie itself i mean because we're always going to jump the gun none of us like to keep our powder dry here it just doesn't <laughs> happen <laughs> this chick's out for kicks and in for trouble with the born losers just how is a mom initiated? By getting it from everybody. Neato. We hope you take off your clothes, baby. Who's got the acid? Acid? My few kids are gonna sail. We're not coming out of orbit for three days. Woo! Look at this! 600 simoles! These are the born losers. The sickest sickle gang that ever terrorized a town while the law stood helpless. You know, not only do they assault her, but they're free to go right on keeping her living in terror. If only one of us had the guts to just cut them down. I've been wanting to crack at you from the beginning. Are you planning on fighting or uh, talking me to death? Mr. District Attorney, any truth to the rumors that the girls will refuse to testify? Remember, all you need is one witness to obtain an indictment. Born losers, and they know it. 
please, don't do that. How about a pretty please on your knees? On your knees? Against the wall. Billy Jack, I'm gonna kill you if it's the last thing I do. I'm gonna cut your bowels out. Why don't we go ahead and just jump in with the synopsis? Okay. A malicious motorcycle gang harasses the residents of a small California town, intimidating most residents to not report them to the police. Among the gang's crimes is the rape of four young women. As the gang attempts to threaten the women into not testifying at the indictment hearing, one of the women, Vicky, goes under police protection and then the protection of Billy Jack, who has also had several altercations with the gang. The gang escalates their pressure, that's one way of putting it, on both Vicky and Billy Jack to keep her out of the courtroom. Now let's go with our first category, why I love this movie. High voltage. Boz, go ahead and take the floor for your first one. <laughs> why I love this movie. It has motorcycles in it. <laughs> that's like a complete no-brainer, come on. <laughs> <laughs> is that that's it? That's all you got is motorcycles? You're like, motorcycles, we're good. Uh, lots well, and lots of motorcycles. <laughs> Come, okay, right. Let me get this context right. I know nothing about Billy Jack. So this is the first time I've ever seen or heard of him. Okay. So I didn't know it was oh. a thing. Yeah. So this is completely new territory for me. Um, okay. So, we popped your Billy Jack cherry. Yeah. Mm. So so when this started, I'm like, oh, yeah, cowboy movie. Because of the music. There's a guy with mm -hmm. a hat. He's got <laughs> a gun. Um, and I thought, you know, this might be a bit of a gross out. So this might be going down a cannibal holocaust kind of a route what with the you know the grisly murder of a rabbit by some eagles at the beginning like, that's pretty did, graphic I, 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 you gotta love a rabbit gut close-up that was just like rabbit guts <laughs> then move on to more birds rabbit guts it's only to find it's very documentarian is the way it's shot yeah, yeah. totally yeah. but only to find that is the most single most violent mo moment in this movie <laughs> most <laughs> my disappointment so do I love this movie uh, I'm afraid the jury's still out, but it has got bikes in it. Yeah. <laughs> it has got bikes in it. And and that's its primary redeem. And, and lots of bikini-clad girls, too, that are whoa. <laughs> and and it's, it's 60s, early 70s bikini-clad girls. And, <laughs> yeah. and let's be honest, there's some quality stuff there. Yeah, there's some very beautiful <laughs> women in this movie. You cannot deny that. Yes. Even though the subject matter makes no, it... No. It's really true. hard for you to enjoy that. Mm. Well, look, any, I think any movie that introduces music to strip by um, as an album for the whole family <laughs> is uh, is a quality watch. That is definitely a good reason to love this movie. That particular scene had me chuckling still. So, and of course, I had no idea where the movie was going. So my, you know, I was just taking everything in as it was presented to me. So mm. yeah, I don't have any problem at the beginning. There. <laughs> uh, and really, it's not like it was hard to keep up because it was a little slow in parts. Yeah, but yeah. There, there was that. still still love for it. I mean, it was still look like Boz said for me. It, the motorbike system themselves. I mean, there's classic Harleys in there. There's there's trikes. There's all sorts of stuff. It's really really cool. Although there are a couple of points where I went, yeah, obviously safety isn't an issue. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd forgotten about the Born Losers um, because I mean, to me, Billy Jack is a kung fu movie, and of course, right. this is really just uh, you know, it's a man against. Uh, the gang type thing which is it's still still a good good movie though well this was actually the first of the quote-unquote evil bikers movies that were created in the late 60s early 70s from that era mm. that i had personally ever saw oh okay um this was the very first one i was ever exposed to and while this isn't the first of this era that was ever created and it was as we discussed mm. just a brazen money grab to fund the next movie for billy jack it's definitely not the best out of all of them but it is a solid example 
of exactly what you can expect in these kinds of biker films. Yeah. I mean, it is it, it follows the template and it expands upon it. And Tom Laughlin even manages to throw a little bit of social commentary in there like he is known to do in his later films like Billy Jack and so forth. Oh, Billy Jack Goes to Washington is one of my all-time favorite political movies. Well, it's essentially Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, but with an actual political agenda. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I could totally see that. I just had a light bulb moment. Is that song, is it Billy Jack When Are You Coming Back? Is that based on these movies? Or am I thinking of something entirely different? It might be. I don't know the song. So. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm not familiar with the song. It's probably not Billy even Billy Jack. Yeah, Billy definitely ends up uh, essentially the same way in every movie where at the end of the movie, he damn near dies, right. usually by multiple bullet wounds. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah. spoiler alert for the end of this movie, but <laughs> that's kind of the way they all end. Yeah. One of the things that I definitely liked about the film too, it has like a whole bunch of nihilistic and mean-spirited moments that you're going to see with these biker gang movies. Mm. And it doesn't pull back from that. It makes these guys like the scum of the earth. Oh, yeah particularly when they're going after the rape victims. And the other thing that this film does that's really mean-spirited and just really downtrodden and just really rips at your guts is the failing of the establishment. Its anti-establishment message mm. just punches you square in the gut and does not remove the fist. Yeah. Yeah. It just leaves it right there. Yeah, you know, the, the ineffectual um, you know, sheriff, the, the DA who really can't do anything, you know, the fact that they can't protect four girls... <laughs> Yeah. In, a, in, a, right. in a small town, it's just uh, from thirty biker gang members. There's like yeah. maybe forty guys. Oh, they got pretty at, at much unarmed. <laughs> yeah, they got yeah. knives, but they, uh, they, they, they've got knives and you know various other like blunt instruments. But yeah, look, they're not heavily armed. They're not even that well organized, really. <laughs> no, Danny's not exactly the best gang leader that ever was in any of these films, and they barely hold it together. A lot of their stuff is basically because the Keystone Cop sheriffs are that terrible at their job. Yeah. yeah. The last thing that I will say about the movie that makes me love it is it also has a very serious compassion and empathy, not only in dealing with the plight of the Native Americans, but at certain points, you actually see a kinder, more gentler display of a surviving rape victim than you would have seen in the films of this time. There are moments where, uh, particularly with Vicky's character, while she's not the greatest actress in the world, there's a few lines that she states where she's like, I'm like a hair trigger away or a moments away from being being like the other girl who is almost catatonic mm. and the only thing that's keeping her going is like her rage of what happened or something along those lines and yeah there's a few things like that that ring true yeah that like you actually get a real you know emotional connection with with the rape victims i'm not really sure about the plight of the american indians other than obviously being a group that was um racially vilified <laughs> Yeah, it, it has a... That's the thing with the way that Tom Laughlin does it in all of his films, where he brings it up, but he doesn't really give you any suggestions, and he doesn't really deal with it any further than going, well, this is fucked up what we did, right? Mm. And that's kind of where he leaves it at. But it leaves it open at least to discussion, and in the time frame that his movies were made, no one else gave two shits, and they were still being portrayed as villains to be uh, attacked and harmed by your John Waynes of, of the time frame. Mm. So, well, you know, there was... There there was a whole bit right near the start where they throw the sign into his uh, into his jeep. You know, yeah. no Indians allowed. And that sign existed. It was just yeah. there somewhere. <laughs> that was yeah. what I yeah. noticed. I was like, oh shit, right, okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is yeah. crazy. Well, welcome to America, folks. It's fucked up out yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> Having said okay. that, and, and I'm going to just sort of throw this out there, um, Billy Jack is the least first American that I've ever seen. <laughs> that was going to be my question. Is Everyone calls him, hey, Injun, Injun. Is, uh, do they all know each other? Are they just all local? And they know that he lived up in the woods with Indians, as the intro of the movie says. Because mm. I look at him and I don't, he doesn't, like to someone he, who doesn't he, know he doesn't down scream, the Yeah, he doesn't scream first American. No, he doesn't at all. I I wouldn't have he's said He's supposed it. to be half Native American, and they right. do say that, that he's half Native American. Yeah, but even then, but, look, there's nothing about him that says it. No. <laughs> not not even the fact that he looks like a bedenomed Paul Simon. <laughs> well, <laughs> Graceland, Graceland. Um, <laughs> see, I, it, strangely enough, watching this, to me, really called back to um, Electroglide and Blue. Oh, with uh, Robert, Robert Blake. Blake, right? Both fairly sort of small guys. I mean, let's be honest, you know, Laughlin isn't a big, you know, he's not an action hero by any stretch of the imagination. So it was it was interesting, just the, the way it was played, that real downplayed, quiet, um, sort of almost like miserable main character, you know, fighting against the establishment and everything else. It just, it had very, very similar undertones for me. Are we still on the uh, reasons we love this film? Or are we actually into the review part? No, because no, look, I, I absolutely love uh, Electric Garden Blue, and that that's right. that's part of what sort of brought me back into it. The 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 lineup between it is is very very similar, and that's why I'm sort of going. It it, it, it sort of. It had an emotional connection rather than, you know, pure entertainment. Oh, I could totally see where you're coming from that, where uh, the actual things that the the message that's trying to be conveyed mm. resonates with you more than the actual entertainment value of the film. Mm. And, and that- yeah, and Laughlin's, you know, like I said, Laughlin doesn't stand out as a, you know, a Dolph Lundgren or a, a Schwarzenegger. He's not a huge guy that is completely impractical. He looks like an average guy. Mm. I think the thing that makes Billy Jack be what he is, not necessarily that he's this, you know, amazing mountain of a man. It's just that he just so happens to be an immovable object. Mm. He is he is Thor's hammer set there without anyone worthy to pick him up. <laughs> and everyone keeps railing against him to move him, and they can't do it. And that's what makes Billy Jack be the, the quote-unquote hero that he's supposed to be. But I would submit that Billy Jack's kind of an anti-hero because yeah. he doesn't want to deal with the white man's shit mm. at all for most of this film. Yeah, uh, he, he just wants to live in the woods and, you know, ride horses and do lots of stuff and be quite happy. And don't we all? <laughs> Minus the riding the horses, yeah. I would love to live in the woods and be quite happy. Yeah, I could probably live without the horses, but yeah. Yeah, they fucking terrify me, so. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. Anything that only can look at me with one eye at a time immediately puts me on the back foot. <laughs> yeah, the, the fact that they could stove your chest in with a, with a kick has got nothing to do with it, right? No, just, you know, just flex a bit, be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to phrase it. There, there's a sort of a, a glibness about some of the, the dialogue and the interactions. It's, it's flippant in places where I wouldn't expect it to be. Um, Do you have an but, example, Boz? I, yeah, it's kind of... I suppose the best one is the, in the nurse's office, but I was going to save that for later when uh, Vicky's in the hospital. It's going, oh, oh okay. Little Miss Sunshine's leaving today. You know, that, that those kind of areas, which, you know... Yeah, so we could actually kind of discuss that a little bit more in detail, but I get what you're saying about, you know, when we get into the actual individual what my OCD saw, Exactly. Or made me see. What my OCD made me see in this film. So can I just run through sequentially the things that it made me see? If you just want to like unload your list like a shotgun blast, go ahead. I might just wipe out half of that as well. But yeah. That's all right. So let's just start at the very beginning. So a motorcycle pulls up behind the bug. Then there's no motorcycle behind the bug. (laughs) There's supposed to be a, a motorcycle in front of the bug. 
There's no motorcycle in front of the bug. Didn't spot that. Did you notice some of the biker gang guys, their patches were changing positions on their backs? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's also one guy that's got a completely different patch. Yeah. It just yes. randomly appears from time. And I'm going, wow, that stands out so badly. It's stock footage from another biker movie. There's a couple of scenes where they use stock footage. That's why. Ah, yeah. right. That explains it. <laughs> yeah. So and I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. Um, the, the red-headed biker mom on the back of child's bike male or female does it matter no <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter I was just I had to ask the question because I wasn't 100% sure wasn't that the woman that ended up being Danny's wife no no, no that's she was not... on the back of Danny's bike yeah but no there was one that was on the back of child's bike I don't think she even spoke um, all she did was like drop her you know obviously make sort of coy faces at the guy that was in the in the bug and that was pretty much about it it just it was just I went oh okay so um, what else did I see interesting point the three people that were watching that whole scene outside, that's actually Laughlin's family. Yeah, yeah, I did notice that. Both his wife and his kids play prominent roles in his movies, but they usually are not playing a wife or a kid. It's not until Billy Jack that she plays a love interest, and that may be because she got a little jealous of the young lady playing Vicky. Yes, well, understandable. Uh-huh. So what else? Billy Jack's rifle changes. Yeah. The one that he puts in the back of his Jeep is not the one that he pulls out of his Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a continuity gap in a lot of stuff in this. You're absolutely right. So uh, you just checked off like the first five or six of mine right there, dude. All right, let's let's say I'm doing really well so far. (laughs) What else? Um... Oh, now Vicky's jacket when she gets out of the out of the water, it blows off the back of her seat, the seat of her bike that she rode all the way down to the beach. Um, and it's a good probably three or four feet away from the dead seal. <laughs> As she gets closer, it's right there, like almost in its mouth. I went, did that just jump in there? That was a bit weird. The seal's not quite dead yet. Yeah, the knock. It's just oh, that looks tasty. I'll have that again. Cannibal Holocaust moment number two. <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford any special effects. Oh, look, there's a dead fucking animal. Let's just film that for an inappropriately long amount of time. Yes. Why? Because it's there. Because yeah. That's right. It, it was there. It was free. It was horrific. It represents just... the decaying of society from within. Oh, my God. Oh, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> That makes perfect sense. That's that is a long road home. <laughs> now, music the stripper switched to music to strip and back again in that scene. Did you notice that the album goes from like a black album to a red album back to a black album? Yeah, yeah, they jump around a lot. Again, they needed a continuity person really bad on this. <laughs> yeah, there, there were uh, there were a couple of others that um, were there. I mean, I'm going to ask this of Boz because, you know, you ride a bike. Um, yeah. Riding riding a bike with upside inverted handlebars. Yes. Did that not see, that just seemed really impractical. Is that the trike that they put like three grand worth of yes. work in? Yeah. 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 You could only do that with a trike because you've basically got foot pedals for gears for, for your braking, but you wouldn't have a handbrake on there because all you can do that's is right. twist that throttle. Um, yeah, that's right. But, but even then, it's the weird action of like the inward outward twist not like yes, the I, know. I was looking at it going that's just you ride that for any period of time and it oh no just wrong <laughs> just yeah, you're, you're, wrong you're, you're gonna have wankers cramp after that definitely <laughs> uh, that's just a thing um, yeah and, and you can't switch hands to cure it that's the whole problem <laughs> but when he did when he did pull away it was like oh that's actually pretty cool I've never seen that before 
No, no the, the, I looked at that and went, Boz is going to have a word to say about that for sure. That's more of a concept <laughs> bike than it is actually a functional bike. Nobody can ride that for a long haul for whatever reason. That's just something that you show people to go, isn't that neat? Our handles are standing straight up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's a bit like ape hangers. Yeah. You ride it to from your garage to the show and back again. Um, yeah. Because show bikes, just they don't ride them because then they have to polish them again. So they take them to bike shows when it's absolutely sunny and dry and pristine and there is zero mm. percent chance of rain and then it'll yeah. come out of the garage it's one of those or, or they put it into a into a trailer and drive it there oh yes and, you know, yes the, the, the only wheel movement is wheeling onto the trailer and wheeling off the trailer may not even fire it up for that they may just end up having some guys like pushing it <laughs> to do that yeah yeah it's yeah. it's very clearly a show bike yeah i don't really like the comparison to ape hangers because ape hangers can be somewhat functional if you don't go too crazy with them but but I, I get it. You, Your arms get so fucking tired after a short amount of time with ape hangers, too. They're more for show than functionality. Mm. Yeah. I can't imagine how the bike handles with those things. It must be awful. I, oh. My friend bought a custom bike once, which had like a, a coffin-shaped tank, and it was really low slung to the ground. And I rode it up to the top of his street and back. I went, you can keep that. I'm never fucking riding it. <laughs> Doesn't go round corners at all. And it's the most uncomfortable thing I've ever sat on. And that had like quite short bars. If I'd stuck my hands up in the air, I'd have ended up in a ditch. <laughs> Speaking of which, when the bike take off out of town and they go flying down, it says, go to the highway. I think it was you know, rag it to the highway when yeah. you drop the hat. They're going yeah. towards it. The shot is of the end of the road. Uh, lots of cars going past because it's clearly a highway. And then the sea. And yes. then we cut to the guy who can't talk, comes hurtling down, uh, doesn't manage to stop in time and launches into what is basically a pond. And there was no highway there at all. <laughs> More stock footage. Yes. That is actually More stock That is actually from yeah. another uh, AIP picture. And they threw that in. That's why he was dressed in leather that you never really see him dressed in again, like the hat and everything. So they could try and make that shot match up. They didn't have the money to, to wreck a bike like that. Yeah. So they just used a stock shot. Oh, well, yeah. Because it looks like Camp but, Crystal Lake where he crashed. Right. Yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. Like, it, it doesn't match. Even the film grain is completely different. Yes. Yeah. Everything about it's different. What, what are all those people doing in the middle of town? Just what are they the doing? <laughs> They're all just watching the the horrendous. Uh, uh, they're going. Is is there? A, I was expecting there to be a parade. Mm. It was it was just very strange. It was just very strange what they're all doing. And yeah, I don't know. Now Vicky's bike is, is she thrashes the crap out of that poor bike. <laughs> you hear her coming across the bridge, and it's just like, oh no, you are just hurting that vehicle. Because <laughs> I mean, it's only, it's only small, and she just thrashes the crap out of it. It's just like, yeah. I mean, it was a nice little Yamaha, but oh yeah, she didn't treat it well. She didn't treat it well. I don't know about you. Yeah, it was pretty metal. I'll give it. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was. It was. You know, in a bikini and and a headscarf. Again, safety first. Yeah, can we talk about Um, that for a moment, please? Who the fuck in their right mind rides a motorcycle, even a Yamaha that's kind of undersized, in not but a bikini that's barely even tied onto you? It's like the old school. It's the old school '60s bikini where you tie the straps to the side, which are very easy to untie. I'm I'm all (laughs) for that kind of bikini, but for fuck's sakes, woman, change at the shore into that don't but, don't ride your bike with that on what i loved was that she had boots on <laughs> so yeah she went oh i've got to protect my legs yeah. i'll put on boots well, and sunglasses yeah because burn burns on the, a burn on an exhaust is not to be oh, underestimated oh, yeah that, that we've all that's, done that surely uh, yes 
Yeah, inside, <laughs> inside of the inside of the calf. Just yep. Oh, she looked to me like she was bitch. getting ready to take the stage at a go-go dance and not getting ready to ride mm. on the back of a or hop onto a Yamaha and on, ride on down to the shore for a little bit. Yeah. You see, I the mean, other it, thing is, the, like the obvious things: not wearing a helmet, you damage yourself. You look, oh, you're riding in a bikini, you come off, you're going to get road rash. No, 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 no. It's a much more refined thing than that. Stone chips and bumblebees like yes. when you're riding you kill a fuck ton of wildlife whether you like it or not i mean i don't think buddhists ride motorcycles and <laughs> her, her thighs her chest everything would have just been <laughs> all the time it would have been hideous oh, yeah covered just covered in dead stuff yeah horrendous oh. and, you know I, I look at that and i just go i can't even ride without gloves <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's an absolute no-no. Like to ride without gloves. I mean, I swear at people all the time. I see them in London. Like, buy some gloves, because yeah, just how how do you even do it? I mean, I was riding a summer once. I had my jacket unzipped because it was so hot, and I was doing about I don't know 60, 70 miles an hour, and uh, a bumblebee hit me in the chest. I was in the country. I thought Farmer Giles had just fucking shot me because I was on his land or something. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my chest! It winded me. It was like. I can't imagine you see these people riding in vests and t-shirts on sports bikes you're like you're a moron <laughs> yeah you're gonna land on your head good luck yeah. with that <laughs> yeah I've just been to Spain this summer on my motorcycle and it was 40 fucking degrees that's how high it was we were in full gear the whole time I ain't yeah. taking chances <laughs> uh, well I said when I was up north you know it's you know it's 35 degrees it's 95% humidity yeah. I'm, I'm fully getting up there's just no chance I'm not doing it mm. it just ain't worth it now and what's with a hanky on the head we're actually obsessing over like a very small amount of bike riding that actually happens in this film because they're trying to reenact parts of the wild one on this on a lower budget and that means that the biker gang is going to be riding far less and they're going to be doing a lot more loitering hanging about and vandalizing these guys are yeah. barely ever on their bikes they couldn't afford because it's clear that none of the actors that are playing the biker gang actually ride <laughs> like mm. like most of them are practically <laughs> dumping their bikes every time they're pulling out and the the drag <laughs> race is a pretty obvious one too because like those guys look like they're about ready to just fall over as they're trying to just peel out and <laughs> Nobody peels out like that if they know what they're doing on a bike. I mean, it was really ridiculous. Yeah, There's some really it, good, impressive off-road riding in this movie. All, oh, all stock oh, footage. On road tires. All stock footage. Uh, had to have been something, you know? Yeah. yeah I, I was just watching that going, oh, tires, shocks. Really? <laughs> you just, you're, not, you're not training your bike nicely. So, actually, now I want to talk about one of the bikers, Tubal. <laughs> that is the only time I've ever seen that actor with hair in his entire career it is the only time i've ever seen him as with with actual hair for the rest of the rest of his career he's he's a bald thug in everything which is why i found it hilarious that he was called cue ball but he actually had hair <laughs> now i'm trying to, I, I can't remember who the actor is for the life mix i didn't make a note but he was like he was in um he was in spy films and a whole bunch of stuff and he, he always played a bald thug without doubt one of the no, other bikers was clearly the uh, sensei from the Cobra Kai dojo. I think his name was Gangrene. <laughs> that actually wasn't him, but yeah, it looked a hell of a lot like him. It was his dad then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He was a little too effeminate to be the Cobra Kai uh, leader there. Yeah, but I mean, he goes up against Billy Jack, and I'm like, oh, you're fucked now, Billy Jack, because he knows karate. <laughs> well, he can sweep the leg. Yeah. Kubal's name is Robert Tesser. T-E-S-S-I-E-R. Tessier? He is an yeah, Robert Tessier. Yeah, he's an actor and a stuntman, and you are correct. He's been bald in everything, including Star Crash when he played the green alien guy that hung around with Stella and uh, Marjo Gordner's character for a little bit. 
That, there you go. Yeah. And listen, bald and everything. You, you show him, you show that picture of him with hair. People go, I don't know who that dude is. Only the fact that I recognised his voice and went, no way is that same guy. And did what you did, IMDb. Yeah. And um, yeah, there you go. He's been in a couple of uh, things with uh, Tom Selleck. He's been in TV shows and stuff, but mostly he's the yeah. big bald guy that everybody has to beat on at the end of a movie or something like that. Yeah, he, he's just a he's, he's the big bald thug. Now, one of the other things that did catch my attention: the snake dance stripper. No apparent reason, just snake dance stripper. <laughs> Is that in the club when the motorcycle club? Yes. Yeah. When they're when they're escorting Vicky through, um, and there's just there's a room and there's a woman basically stripping with a snake. And I went, okay, I'm cool with it's it. It's an it's an alternate <laughs> reality where that sort of thing makes sense and belongs. That has nothing to do with the yeah. fact that they happen to know a go-go dancer who also has a strip routine with a snake. Nothing at all. <laughs> no, nothing at all. And um, you know, you knew that they were evil because they had a quote from Himmler in graffiti on the wall. Well, that and their yeah. swastikas not only tattooed on some of the guys, but they're wearing them on shirts in front and of shit. the hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they went to the point of writing the quote and then putting, like, a Chimla underneath it, just so you knew who it was. That made them evil. Oh, there's a whole lot of graffiti in this that looks like it was just completely done two seconds before they even jump into the house. And if, if yeah. that's supposed to be the inside of an old monastery or a mission, why do all the walls look like they're just painted chipboard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely not a set in somebody's garage, guys. Not at all. Uh, no, 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 not in the least at all. Um, and he, here's something that oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna drop there and just leave. If Billy Jack sold his Jeep, how's he gonna move his trailer? <laughs> I thought it was a camper van. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> well, it, it's you know it's I'm trying to I can't think of the the actual word for it that that particular you know full metal job but yeah how's he gonna move it I think it was an airstream just, wasn't it the the brand of yes yeah, so it was a, thank you yeah. it was an airstream thank you I can never remember what it's called but yeah yeah how's he gonna move the airstream right he's, he's just he, he sold his vehicle that makes no sense well that's his house now I think that's his land he's adopted it that's he's just gonna mm. stay he's there. gonna tame some horses and he's gonna hitch it up like a wagon yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna have a wagon train with his airstream <laughs> that brings me on to something though the the egregious touching and usage of other people's motorcycles in this video. I'm going oh, back to bikes. I'm sorry, yeah. but that, that there are rules, people. <laughs> yes, like, there are rules. You you don't walk up to my motorcycle and you like you don't turn the key. You don't touch mm -hmm. it unless I say you can touch it. Like, people turning up are like and she oh she's asleep. I'll just take her bike and go into town. No, you fucking don't. Not <laughs> to the point you start my bike. I'm awake. I don't care how asleep I was. Unless you drugged me, I'm like oh get off my bike. <laughs> well, you know he did snap his fingers right beside her ear and that didn't wake her up so that was enough to go i can just i can roll start your bike and steal it He's yeah but again because he roofied her then didn't he well maybe he did he used an ancient native american secret to make her go to sleep very very quickly yeah, uh, yeah he hit it with a stick <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah no, i was just saying there was a lot of just yeah just jump on somebody else's bike and it's like no 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 Ooh, that's just wrong. Well, the one time that I think of that glaringly stands out is when Krabs does it to Vicky's bike to try and get a rise out of Billy Jack and get him to fight him. Yeah. But that was purposely because it is such a sign of disrespect that he was doing that. Mm. But you're absolutely yeah. right. I mean, Billy just takes her bike for no reason. But I think that also has to do with a little bit of sexism because it's her bike. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If it was another man's bike, you'd be like, uh, can I borrow this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. And 
so what was what was the the deal with the astrologist was that just like weird 70s filler or was there a point to that i no idea i had it's a pretty much the same question the movie stopped dead in its tracks when that guy showed up for me i was like what the fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that should have been edited out in full <laughs> yeah I, I, was going, I, I was waiting for the point and again who just like goes to a buffet and says oh i'll sit on the table with this guy let alone a creepy dude that looks like he would be ron howard's even creepier uncle uh, like <laughs> <laughs> Even creepier, Howard, you know? <laughs> yeah, and th- that whole thing just seemed weird. On, on the reverse, the date that Billy Jack gives us his birthday is Laughlin's actual birthday. Billy? Yes, 10th That's of August. Weird. I think they were trying to use the astrologer, because they did this in horror movies in the 70s as well. Even TCM is guilty mm. of this, where they do an astro- yeah. astrological chart, and they use that as a sign of bad things to come, to let you know that Billy Jack is going to get himself into trouble, hanging out with yeah. this girl uh, who ran afoul of a biker gang that raped her. Yeah. Mm. yeah, We kind of already knew that, but they needed to give you that little extra oomph that, oh no, it's in the stars, you need to get away from this girl, she's trouble, she's going to wreck your life. It's, just, it's all going to go into a dark period. And it's it's pretty clear that in the 70s, they weren't really sure how to deal with rape victims. There was a lot of yelling at them. (laughs) I'm going, they have have PTSD, don't don't yell at them. They probably didn't even realize what PTSD was in the time frame that this movie was made. Well... And a f- couple of the times, you kind of understand the people that are yelling, like the one father whose daughter is completely traumatized. Yeah. He has no recourse. His daughter cannot testify. Mm. She's gone. There's there's no part of her. Like, mm. her brain is shut down to try and deal with this trauma. Mm. All the other women have already turned, all the other younger girls, I should say, because they're supposed to be teenagers. Yeah, they're supposed to be like 18. Right. All the other girls that have been attacked have been scared off, and Vicky was literally the last one that could have done anything. And so this man's at his wit's end. So he's the only one that is justifiable in the reason that he's freaking out, Mm. because that means these guys are going to get away with it, you know? Mm. Everybody else in the way that they treat not only Vicky, but the other girls around them, like the DA and the ineffectual establishment with the cops and everything, it just set my teeth on edge watching it this time around. And, you know, Mrs. Shaw was just like, oh, man, you're just wrong on so many levels. Oh, that's actually one of my notes as well, man. The way that she totally victim blames her own daughter when she's clearly when she's clearly a prostitute and should have some kind of understanding of the way that men work and that this wasn't her daughter's fault. That was really fucked. It was. I I didn't assume she was a prostitute. She was, yeah. I, I, I... thought maybe she was something it's not that she said that she was a prostitute but the way that they referred to her uh as the yeah yeah. i I can't remember she was dead i can't remember the term she was low rent i think is one of the well they said they said that and someone else called her a hustler which is kind of code in that time frame for calling a woman a hustler as a prostitute plus she said i have to work tonight and the dress she was putting on doesn't scream cocktail waitress to me (laughs) well i I wasn't paying much attention Um, (laughs) at that point and I got the impression that she was a working girl from just the way she was saying stuff. But I wasn't really paying a lot of attention to what it was she was actually saying. But that's certainly what came across to me. And mm. what a bitch. <laughs> yeah, she treats her daughter worse than some of the men who actually raped her daughter, for Christ's sakes. Oh, dear. I have a question. Yeah. What was that pink cuddly thing that she was holding and sucking her thumb? Because um, it, it was a teddy bear, I think. It, it's, it's kind of, well, it's got a snout like a pig. 
I actually paused it because I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I still don't know. It wasn't a famous cartoon character or anything like that. What it was is one of those cheap ass uh, pick it up at the local county fair whenever you, you know, hit the milk bottles and knock them over kind of teddy bears. <laughs> That's why it had that that really nasty looking almost pig like snout for a teddy bear. But it was just a teddy bear. The punky. <laughs> Something. It was not right. Could it have been a gonk? Could have been. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So I'll just say yes. <laughs> So okay, so there's a whole um, episode of The Young Ones where where Neil has an has an exam and he takes out his support gonk and his backup gonk and <laughs> <laughs> and his good luck gonk and he's a racer and he's tribute. <laughs> so I believe a gonk is is it's it's a weird sort of like lump shaped thing with hair on it and eyes. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, it just reminded me of that. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about the fact that that girl made me think of Neil from The Young Ones. <laughs> I want to go back to the guy that was doing the Zodiac. Did you also notice that he talked about everything was a bad combination because of Uranus? Was that something yes. that... But yeah. when he says it, it's obvious. He goes, because of Uranus. Do you think that was yeah. an obvious plug-in joke just so they could say Uranus? Or, or am I the only one juvenile? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I laughed because he did say Uranus. Um, but <laughs> there was just sort of like... Was he trying to be funny? Because it's all because of Uranus. And I went, okay, I'll See, get that. It doesn't register here because that's how we say it. Yes, Uranus. We don't, we don't say Uranus, so. Yes. <laughs> Everyone says Uranus. Uranus. And, yeah. yeah, I don't know. A lot of people say Uranus here as oh, well. Right, okay. <laughs> I purposely say Uranus because I want to go to the joke when I go Uranus. Yes. <laughs> Let's stop talking about Uranus and uh, move on. No, that's the most <laughs> wonderful part I have. <laughs> it, it's nice that you're proud of Uranus, but uh, maybe the rest of us could move on. I think the show has our highest anus count so far. So I mean, it does. It does have a high anus count. Yes, well done. <laughs> it's a whole lot of love. <laughs> Yay! Oh, uh, that stopped it. Uh, were you still doing your list, by the way? Because we, I feel like we totally no. Okay, no, 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 no. I, I just thought if I just if I stopped talking, you guys would just dive in, which is exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. And in that case, can I talk about Danny a little bit, the lead biker with the fucking annoying sunglasses? Um, I, yeah, not protected, not helpful. Not at all, no. Um, but he's actually, for the leader of a bunch of cunts, sorry, like, <laughs> my there, oh, look, it's a biker gang being a bunch of cunts. What a surprise. Mm. Um, yeah, my notes, I have some prejudice where that's concerned. Uh, <laughs> he's got a pack sure. to run away. Uh, anyway, uh, so <laughs> he... He um he actually is really restrained in times where like movie villains like that would just kick off. It takes an awful lot to get him to the point where he does something. And the altercation with the guy in the bug at the beginning, who rear ends his bike. I mean, in most places that is a deck worthy offence. But he oh, goes yeah. over, it's like, You hit my bike, man. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry about that. And he goes, Oh, could have been worse. You're lucky and walks away. And mm. me as a car driver, having just hit a patch wearing motorcyclist bike, I'd have gone, Oh thank God for that, I'm still alive. <laughs> Wind the window up, sit here, and just look at the side going, I can't see them, I can't see them until they all pull away into the distance. What does he say? Oh, you're the lucky one or something. Just, mm. he, I mean, he was asking yeah. for that kicking. He really was. Oh, yeah. I mean, Maybe not as big that, a one as he gets, but yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? I actually reckon he got what he deserved because he didn't stop. <laughs> he no. didn't stop. He Even kept after going. he punched him, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I was there going, what is up with this dude? Because he was shut up. begging <laughs> for a fight just shut up man <laughs> first off you're driving a bug uh <laughs> you know secondly yeah you're just surrounded by by patches 
just, just like Boz says, just stare ahead. Don't make eye contact. Stare <laughs> ahead. Wait till they move. I mean, he accepted your apology. You, you were lucky. You were Ooh. lucky. <laughs> Oh, Did you guys good. notice, too, whenever he breaks the window to go in and get him, that first when they show the shot, the guy's sitting there in the car, and then when he dives down to get away from Danny before Danny breaks the window, the car door on the passenger side in the front is all the way open. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, because that's where they were going to put the cameras, right through there. Yes. Yeah. And they just took it out for the next shot, but didn't close the door. And then when yeah. Danny breaks the window, the door is shut, and they're filming it from outside the car, and you see the guy duck down. And then when they cut right back after Danny breaks through the window to grab the guy, it's open again <laughs> it was uh, again uh, continuity really would have helped but then later on somebody spits in his face that and was his I'm father so, it doesn't matter you spit in my face you're gonna get a nutted I mean <laughs> yeah. okay. maybe I wouldn't nut my own father but it's about the most offensive thing you can do mm. and it's like oh and he just you know he lets it go but if he was really villainous and he was trying to build him up as his gang leader villain maybe he would have just punched his father out you know he doesn't just yeah. let it go he wipes the spit off his face and then licks the spit off of his fingers in front oh, of the dad yeah. yeah which was gross yeah it was definitely gross but I think the whole point was that, and I think Mother said, you know, you know, um, you know, Danny's a really cool dude, but when he goes, just clear out. Yeah. And obviously, you know, he's got a trigger point. And I don't think, I don't think Danny was well balanced. Let's be honest. Oh. Oh, I just found him surprisingly tolerant, I guess. Um, well, they also set up, too, that Danny's been taking an ass beating his entire life from his dad, that his old man just yeah. beat up on both him and his little brother. And yeah. since Danny's gone, it's been the little brother that's been getting the wrath. So yeah. clearly getting punched, getting degraded, getting treated like shit, that's nothing to Danny. And he might even kind of get off on it. He might have a little tinge of masochism to him. And I think that's kind of where it comes from when his old man spits in his face. That's probably the least horrible thing that that piece of shit has ever done to his his own son. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So that's like nothing to Danny and he knows that he's trying to provoke him so that he can use that against Danny to put him in jail and keep the other son under his control. I think, well, Danny- I think they were at the front of the Department of Corrections from memory. <laughs> so potentially yeah. not the best place to start a fight. Yeah, and he's he's trying to set Danny off to get Danny to do something and all Danny wants to do is get his little brother away from his abusive dad. So mm. I think Danny keeps his cool because he's trying to protect his brother. Whenever his brother's going to be protected and something like that happens like if they're all drinking at a bar and somebody spits on Danny Danny's going to fucking flip out but I think it's because he's trying to protect his little brother that he just lets it slide well other than wiping it off and then licking it off his fingers to gross (laughs) everyone out yeah Sure. Oh, there's so much in this movie. This was obviously made before they knew about exit wounds. Uh, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, spoiler, when, when, when Danny gets shot, it's just sort of like, yep, here's a red dot in his head. He got shot in the head and that was it. It's like, oh, okay. Shot at close range with a rifle, no exit wound. And they yeah, didn't even black out the hole enough. It was just this gray spot in the center of all the blood. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. It was just like, just someone's just gone, uh, get the red crayon and just, oof, there we go. You're dead, Danny. Let me and they break didn't your glasses. Even, they didn't even do the button effect that Tom Savini does where you tie a thread to a button and then cover the, the supposed wound with mortician's wax and then yeah. you pull the button out of there to show the hole. Yeah, yeah that's right. There was, there was nothing like that. It was just... Okay. But but they did shoot the fucking sunglasses in fucking half, and that made me sad like that. Fuck yeah, when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those glasses. Sorry. 
I can just really see you being extremely upset over a pair of white sunglasses on it. It was 60s, man. It was well, it just looks hipster now. That's a problem. It's been ruined for us. That's ruined. Ruined. They are really hipster bunch of bikers, aren't they? Like they're not your traditional metalhead type bikers. They're all hipsters. The original bikers were kind of beatnik folks from like the late 50s, early 60s. The guys that came back from war and were looking for kicks. So they're kind of if you look at some footage of like the earlier versions of the Hells Angels when they first got started and some of the other patch riders that were going on in Southern California that were causing this problem in the late 50s, early 60s that everybody was making these movies about, they look like those guys. That was right. extremely accurate from the stuff that I've okay. seen. Um, yeah. So that's that's why they look like that and like the way that they were dressing and everything. And it mm. even gets it down to the point where one of the things that the earliest incarnation of the Hells Angels used to do was the guys would kiss each other to try and scare the straights and make them feel mm. uncomfortable. Because uh, there was a bit of that and I just yeah. thought that was, I thought what they were doing was going look these guys are evil because they hit people and they do drugs and they're homosexual well yeah, or they, they have homosexual tendencies sorry they're as bisexual like evil yeah. things yeah well that's one of the so. things that they definitely did they loved having people that are just like your normal everyday folk freaking out when two guys plant one on each other and that's one of the things uh-huh. that the hell's See. the early iterations of the hell's angels did i remember not only reading about that in uh, hunter s thompson's book about riding with the hell's angels but also seeing interviews with some of the guys it's like that that classic footage i watched a lot of gangland about bikers <laughs> the biker <laughs> gangs sure. i, I got obsessed with that because of sons of anarchy so mm. because the bit i couldn't work out is they've got the nazi stuff everywhere they're wearing swastikas yet this didn't doesn't part of nazism they have a huge problem with homosexuality well mm. so i saw that as really contrary behavior uh, that's it, another shock just, value thing yeah anti-establishment blah yeah, blah blah because right. there's nothing more shocking or upsetting back in the those days than an american running around with swastika stuff whenever that was our big enemy in the war that just ended at the you know in the 50s mark in the late 60s that's why a lot of the bikers were wearing the swastikas just because everyone that was everyone that was running the country was a baby boomer so they just come out of the world out of world war ii Mm. So they were, yeah, absolutely against it. So, yeah, understandable. So let, let me ask you, is, is Tonto the most racist thing you can say to a Native American? I believe them calling him Injun constantly is much worse as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, with a J is how I've written it down. Yeah. Injun. <laughs> Yeah. No, it was, it was, Vicky, Vicky called him Tonto at one stage, and I thought, wow, you, you're supposed to like this guy, and you, you've just given him that odd mm. racial slur. Yeah. Well, she's a privileged white woman, isn't she? She doesn't know she, any better. True. Very true. She <laughs> is, she's, she's the epitome of the privileged white girl. Oh, totally. She's even got the absentee father who's never around but makes a ton of money and can mm. give her a vacation on a beach somewhere. You know, like he's paying for that beach house that she's staying at with her friends. Yeah. Totally. You know, and he's paying for that bike and everything. And she's trying to rebel against him. And that's pretty much the the reason she has a bike as opposed to a car, because she's a very rich kid. You can mm. tell. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a brat. It explains a bit. I mean, I don't know why she went for bike over car. I mean, fair play to her. But I, I'm afraid because I was like, Biker chick, excellent. She knows how to ride it. She can handle it. Okay, she can't pop wheelies properly because she fell over when she tried to do that. But she was trying to get a guy off her bike who was inappropriately mm. touching it again without permission. Um, yes. <laughs> keeping the Hulk down. Keep the Hulk down. Um, <laughs> but the bit where she loses about 500 biker points for me is where her bike conks out and she doesn't think to check the reserve tap. <sighs> Amateur. Amateur. See, uh, I did the same thing. I went. I part of me was actually like mentally calculating how many k's she would get 
with, <laughs> with, with, with a turned off gun. Depending mm, on, and then I went, oh, you are such a nerd. And but yeah, didn't check it. Didn't check anything. Just went ah, oh, broken. Exactly. And then run off. I'm like honestly, because look, we all know that the biker thing, the biker fuck up, is to be running low on fuel. You put your tank on reserve, mm. and then you fill it up, and you forget to turn it back. So the next mm. time you run out, you fully run out because you've got no reserve left. Yes. <laughs> Done that before. Do you think Krabs did that on purpose to try and keep her from being able to get away because he knew she was up to something? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That, that would, yeah, that was a smart thing to do. But it's just like, yeah, I, she just sort of went, oh, it's broken, and just walked away from it. And it's like, what? No. Maybe I mean, she, maybe she doesn't know. Maybe this was her first riding, you know, on an actual motorcycle. Maybe before she just had mopeds or something like that as a kid. Yeah, it could be. And she just rented a full-fledged Yamaha because she doesn't strike me as the type that rides constantly. And even the way that she handles it, even though she. She does okay doesn't look like she's actually a more and i'm not blaming the actors i think they were purposely trying to make it to where she's not a very experienced biker she's just a girl running a bike for a holiday trip yeah mm. she does look like a day tripper type biker i have to say yeah. but if you think about it there's some forward planning there because she's clearly switched on and smart she's riding a bike in a bikini yes and she could come across some undesirables because she has a car tire iron in her pannier bag <laughs> yes <laughs> so good if your bike yes. breaks down that's a self-defense thing <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe that was just bad scripting, too, by people who don't know bikes. I don't know. No, you know, it's not like you can change a flat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That totally went over my head because I'm not a bikey, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I found it extremely offensive, the line that Vicky says about it, rape is inevitable, lie back and enjoy it. But, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. But I do have to say that her use of the promise of harder drugs and then insulting the gang's manhood because they were afraid to mix meth, or, or I mean, sorry, speed and uh, M LSD. And like, LSD, yeah. Yeah, the way that she did that so that she could use that as an effort to escape is actually pretty impressive. She's quick on her feet, at least. Yeah. Oh, Vicky was definitely sharp. There was no two ways about that. Yeah, she um she doesn't show fear in an absolutely terrifying situation. So she her playing along is extremely believable. Um, but that, that's part of that glib thing I was talking about. <laughs> She's so flippant at times. It's like, I couldn't be that cool under that kind of pressure. So it's pretty impressive. There's a couple of moments, too, where we were talking earlier where Billy Jack basically, at first, he doesn't want to get involved. And then the guy that's getting his ass kicked and no one will help him and he's getting beat, pretty much going to get beaten to death. That's the thing that they're implying. And then he in intervenes by shooting at the guys with his rifle and he ends up taking out one guy's leg. He ends up learning it's far worse to get involved than just staying out of it because he might have that guy's death on his conscience but now he's involved with the gang and then later on when he starts fighting he learns that the only way that he can actually do anything with the gang is to actually use Hapkido and to show them that their violence is going to be getting more violence that is his method of fighting right that was Hapkido wasn't it <laughs> I, d I just saw judo chop <laughs> Austin Powers that was all I saw well the, the actually the combat was a, a source of frustration for me because uh, he's supposed to really able to handle himself and everything else but it was very poor Greengrass in the approach and when moves were actually happening, the camera was really close and very choppy and cutty. So you didn't see the move he performed in a lot of cases to take people down. I don't know if that's the same with all his other movies, because um, that would get annoying. It's a little bit more prevalent in like the next one with Billy Jack, because there's a whole entire scene just demonstrating how well he can kick. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and, okay. and he has a little bit of a thing where he's like, I'm going to do this thing. And then the guy's like, yeah, right, whatever. And then he does it. And it's like this 
big moment. And that shot much better. I think it's uh, maybe Tom Laughlin knew how to do some of this stuff, but wasn't necessarily a martial arts master, but enough to be presentable on film, like you said, Austin Powers style or the third doctor <laughs> of John Pertwee. Where he, he does his like Austin Powers judo chop stuff. Well, I, I mean, think fucking Dolomite can get away with it. Billy Jack certainly can. <laughs> with the belly grabs and stuff? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Not being able to kick above knee height. I mean, you know. Oh, well, Tom Laughlin can definitely kick above knee height. You do see yeah. that in the next in the next film with Billy Jack, but I think it was more or less they didn't know how to film the shit. Like they were just yeah. given cameras and a budget, and this was totally independent of anything. So they may not have even really had someone that knew how to be a cinematographer, let alone a cinematographer for martial arts action when you need to get in there and film it. Yeah. And I think yeah. Tom directed this as well as starred in it. So he did. He did. I was just going to say that he did all the directing this, and I think there's a there's a fair bit of it that was almost to the point of being guerrilla. You know, they just sort of went in and went, we'll do it here, get it done, one take, in, out, and, and do it. That The the kicking scene that you're talking about in Billy Jack um, was actually highlighted in The Babysitter, the recent movie that was on uh, Netflix. Yeah. And, and referenced in uh, Major Pain with Damon Wayans, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, w- I would never admit to having seen Major Pain David Wayne's. But, uh, yeah. I'll admit it's it. A- it's a terrible 90s movie, but it was on Stars, and that's all we had as a kid. So I'll admit it. I saw it. <laughs> uh, no, f- the, the, fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that one. But he also used it against Bam Bam Bigelow, so there's that, too. Ah, <laughs> uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. I will say this too about the film thankfully at least the rapes are off screen and it's dealing more with how what has happened to these women is affecting them Mm. but there is a whole lot of ham-fisted nature on how these victims are being portrayed and how the people around them are treating them it gets a little bit excessive in some points like we were talking about with everybody shouting at them all the time Mm. and even the baby talk that Vicky ends up getting in the in the hospital hospital. from the head nurse yeah I, I she quite liked it. Oh, yeah. It was, again, refreshingly um, blunt, I thought. And the whole, you know, that's what I do. come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. I I talked to him like a baby. And she's like, oh, fuck you then. But my other point on the flip side of that is, why would you piss off the nurse who's looking after you? You know the things she could do to you before you actually do leave? Yeah. Yeah. You you know when you sleep, she's there. Yeah. (laughs) She's right there. Nurse Ratchet, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, it's like pissing off the chef when you're on course number two. Don't do that. Tell him after you finished eating it was shit. See, I've actually found that most of the acting was relatively flat and emotionless, particularly mm. from Vicky's character. I couldn't tell if that was a choice by the actors to try and make it seem like this is a PTSD shell shock moment where she's shutting down in order to survive, or if she just was getting the dialogue out as quickly as possible, uh, because that really seems to be what it was, at least for me. And uh, yeah, there, there was a lot where she just she either blurted or it was flippant, but I think that had a lot to do with. Um, Laughlin as a director more than anything else. I mean, even Billy Jack's dialogue is flat, you know, and I get that's the character, but, you know, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of emotion in, in almost, I'd say almost all the delivery, apart from, you know, the elements where, the you know, the father was yelling and stuff like that. It was very, very flat. Like the, the sheriff is just like, oh, okay, everybody, get all the guns, get everybody together. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> come on, give it a bit of effort. I think I've that seen girl's better, father's the best actor in this. Yeah, and mm. I've seen better acting in uh, fucking Herschel Gordon Lewis's Blood Feast than some of these people. And they're <laughs> clearly reading off of cue cards. 
Like it, it remind. That's what it reminded me of. I felt like I was watching scenes from Blood Feast where they're looking at the cue cards and then they talk. I'm gonna yeah. chalk this up to being Tom Laughlin's first film with yeah. really no experience before this as a director, mm. um, the writer, and everything. And for an independent film, I'm willing to give a lot of the stuff that I have complaints with a real pass, particularly from the era that it's coming from, because late 60s, early 70s independent films, there's some real stinkers out there that were driving circuits. And this one has something so much more going for it than that. So. Oh, there's a lot to be said for the movie, but there's parts where you just sort of go, mm, yeah, okay, first directing gig, and he's, you know, directing himself. And, and, and I think that's the other reason that you don't see it. Really, you really don't see a lot of Billy Jack in the actual movie and I think that was that was Laughlin sort of just going well I can't direct myself and manage the scene at the same time yeah there's a lot more stuff where you see the background of everything that's going to happen and Billy Jack is more or less the closer it's by the time he ends up on screen doing what he needs to do it's because everything else has failed and a lot of the stuff yeah. having to do with him is like he shoots the guy in the leg and he gets the biggest charges out of everybody because he used a gun for the violence when he mm. probably could have hepketoed his way through all seven or eight of those guys no problem but he <laughs> just shoots one in the leg to get it to stop and I'm saying hopkido even though I know that's not what it is but it's spelled H-O-P like hop to it keto because <laughs> I don't know what else to refer to it as so uh, but a lot of the a lot of the scenes that are actually featuring him don't really have much more to do with him showing up saying one or two things standing there and having everybody else soundboard off of him and he's mm. mo- he's more or less like a, a reflector for the expository dialogue where people are telling him everything that's happening and then he's looking at us in the audience going you got that so far so can we can move on okay goodbye <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it yeah i'm not happy about this but i'll be back <laughs> I mean, if I watched this film knowing nothing about it, like I said, and I, I pegged it for about five years after it was actually made. So it was a, mm-hmm. I feel it was a little ahead of its time in some things. I feel it pulls every punch possible with what it actually shows you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Which a very is safe surpri- film. It's surprisingly gentle for the type of biker gang gone run amok type of film yeah. that you're going to get. And considering, oh, yeah. that it's, and considering it's in the middle of the run of these where we're getting like the Wild Angels and some of that other crazy shit that mm-hmm. Norman and the other guys were putting out, and this is one of those AIP type flicks. It is surprisingly almost, I mean, it, it takes very few edits for this to be played on TV, which is how I saw it the first way. And all of the edits that are cut out are essentially language. Everything yeah. else they can leave in for regular cable TV with this film. Well, the animals. There, there was no excessive nudity. There, there was no nudity other than you saw Vicky on the floor from behind. And even then, you only saw it down as far as her hips. Right. So mm-hmm. it was, wasn't, you know, it wasn't like they had to edit it down. And I actually thought that was good. Yeah, especially yeah. with the subject matter that they're dealing with. You really don't mm. want to have a movie that's constantly about rape being like clones of fucking uh, I Spit on Your Grave. Like, you can only take so much of that. And if there's going to be four or five women that are being brutalized by a biker gang, and then yeah. you have to deal with the aftermath, you really, emotionally speaking, you can't sit there and watch somebody be brutalized physically and the nudity and all the other stuff and just have it be there over and over again. If you have any empathy at all, you can't sit through that. <laughs> I don't care yeah, who you it, are. No, and 100% true. You know what impressed me is um, after Billy Jack gets his beating at the end, um, he gets a tie around in the back of the head twice. Mm. Um, there's a bit later on where he's going, he's going to go back because he realizes Vicky's been left there. He's got a really good patch of blood on the back of his hair like they could so easily have not done that so it's like in all these continuity issues there's just suddenly this really good piece of continuity and i was like oh fair play well done 
Yeah, you remembered about that bit, and that was good. Yeah. <laughs> I will also say that Billy Jack does for denim what Hellraiser does for leather. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's just something about him standing there in like a, a matching denim jacket and blue jeans that you're like, I kind of want to dress like that now. <laughs> the jacket was kind of odd because it had it had like um, elastic like vents in the back and I mean, it, was a, it was a cool jacket, but it did look kind of strange. I've not seen one like that before. I think it's a specific for like horse riding or like cowboy work. Uh, right. Where it'll gather in and then that is like the duster aspect where the duster, the parts of are the flaps on the duster to help keep you dry where the right. water runs off and stuff. Maybe that's why, that's the only thing I could think is he's supposed to be the best at breaking wild broncos and handling horses around. Like he's just a natural at it. And that's what sure. he does. So maybe that's all mm. I can think. We talk about um, the bit where he sets fire to the Harley um, to, to create a diversion. Yeah, <laughs> really, of, out of all, all your choices, that was the one. Yeah. Well, and so. also how they really didn't set fire to a Harley. <laughs> they, yeah. they put a really nice fire in front of the Harley. Yeah. <laughs> it was also but, Danny's bike. That's why he chose it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, I the, personally would have done a, I'd have done a daisy chain all the way around. <laughs> just had the mm. balls go boop, boop, boop. Mm. Um, and yeah, as I've noticed in recent films at film festivals over the last couple of weeks, um, apparently every car in the United States, um, and probably every vehicle actually, comes with C4 ready packed inside it. So, I mean, that's, mm. that would have gone up quite nicely. Is that not standard over there? That's what we do over here. No, no, yeah. apparently not. Right, right, right next to the, the fuel tank, I believe, is where it normally goes. Yeah, it yeah. seems to um, be. It's yeah, pre-wired the, that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a right, security feature. the back feature. axle, so it, it sort of flies up when the explosion goes off. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's pre-wired that way. That's the way Americans make cars. So if somebody tries to steal your car, it just blows up on them. Ah, so, right. Because uh, I feel there was a period they stopped doing that in movies, and then the last, last few I've seen just these up-and-coming movies this year. <laughs> There's a lot of explodey cars. An awful lot. <laughs> mm. Billy Jack utters a phrase that was also very cringeworthy because it just shows the patriarchy at the time and also rape culture. While he's trying to cheer up Vicky, he actually says, come on, you're cute when you smile, smile for me. And oh, yeah, that was creepy. It's yeah. fucking gross when he does that. Yeah. I know yeah. I know it's Billy trying to cheer her up, but the way he says that, and it's like, dude, this is a victim of a sexualized violent crime. You don't yeah. fucking talk to them like that. And it just, mm. it shows the time frame that this film was made in. And I'm glad mm. that it's something that I noticed that it bugged me for that. But at the same time, like, I'm just like, ooh, it really was that bad back then. True. <laughs> yeah, it weirded me out that bit. Mm. Like, I'm not comfortable with this at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, Billy, you probably want to get a little less sort of, yeah, up close and creepy. We failed to mention this, but the main linchpin in all of this is the fact that Danny's kid brother gets put in jail because he goes along with uh, the silent guy who's mute and deaf to do the rape of Vicky. We don't know if necessarily he actually participated in it because while it's happening, he looks away in disgust, but it's implied that maybe somehow he got goaded into it and then he also raped Vicky and that's why he's mm. behind bars or he's at least complicit because he was there and didn't try and stop it. Mm. Uh, and it's obvious that Danny only cares about keeping his kid brother out of jail and that nothing else matters and that's the reason why he's letting his whole entire gang this whole war with billy jack and all this shit go as far as it is if it was just one of the other members i don't think he would have tried like if it was just mm. like like just the deaf guy i can't remember that character's well, name um so that, that that guy was called speechless and then you speechless, actually yeah. got that when when danny goes to see his kid brother in jail you know, he gives him a book, he gives him some smokes, he looks after him, and Speechless is just on the other side, just railing 
you know, yeah. just going and Danny barely even, you know, communicates with him. Or acknowledges even that he exists. Like, speechless yeah. doesn't matter to yeah. him. It's all about his kid brother. And yeah. he's using the gang for this exact purpose is to try and save his kid brother. And you almost mm. want to see the gang do something about that or kind of turn on him for a moment, you know, with the whole thing with Billy Jack. And it's not until Billy pulls a button off of his forehead and breaks his glasses in two with a rifle somehow. <laughs> that so they go, oh... Did you, the, the, did you notice before he gets shot that the hole is already in his head? Yeah, you and it's just the glasses yeah. being pulled you apart to reveal it. You can see it over the top of the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that might be the high-quality yeah. print of it, but... Uh. Yeah. No, right, it was this. there. It was definitely there. Okay, one last thing that my OCD actually made me notice before we move on. The asshole jailer who clobbers Danny is the same asshole jailer who beat up Rambo years later. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's older, a little balder, a little thicker around the middle with a bigger mustache, but it's the exact same actor. Way to be typecast. Yeah. <laughs> Asshole jailer, man. He's He's got a way to work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> got to pay them bills. Mm-hmm. I reckon knocking three times before you leave be good. All right, last things to uh, say about the movie. So I love the motorbikes. Uh, yeah. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, it, it is a good movie. There's parts of it that are really, really slow, and I, I think it's, considering, as I said, look, it was made, you know, on virtually zero money, and it was Laughlin's first directing gig. I think it was good. Personally, I think Billy Jack probably deserved a better introduction movie, though. Which is probably why they pretend like this film doesn't exist now, and they don't yeah. necessarily acknowledge it, even though it gets thrown in all the sets. It's everybody thinks the first Billy Jack movie is Billy Jack. Yeah, that's right. What I was kind of worried about or the thing that kind of stuck with me that I couldn't let go is the bikers get into Billy Jack's trailer. They rob him of his 600 bucks and they're doing all of this to try and intimidate Vicky so that she won't testify. And Billy Jack's solution is a massive camp out. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Going deeper into the remote woods where they quote unquote can't find you, but there are bears and all sorts of other things. Like how, how is that a solution? I guess he's going back to what he knows. Yeah, that's right. You know. <laughs> You know, back back in the back in the Nam, that's what he would have done. Deep in the jungle, just gone deeper into the bush. I think he yeah. was just trying to drag her out there to kind of distract her from everything that was happening again. He did check her sleeping bag though to make sure that no snakes had got in there before he stole her bike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's why he steals her bike though, is because he wants to go get his money back, and that's one of the thing that he, things that he's going to do. Mm. And did it bug anybody else that they had this whole like cigar burning contest between their arms just to try and prove who's the more manly of the two? No, that was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a, it was a bit of a wank, um, you know. It, it's the equivalent of you know, like taking out a cigarette and burning someone with it, and that that person just standing there going, "Yeah, what else?" Now, according to my father, when I watched this with him, because the first time I watched this, my dad stayed up late when he should have been going to bed to go to work. But because this came <laughs> on, he went, ooh, this is that first Billy Jack movie. You got to see this. So we watched it together over like a summer break. And according to my dad, that was something that people did to try and prove their muster, where two guys mm. would take a lit cigarette and put the filter between their arms and they would just let it go and see who could stand the burn longer than the other person. Or you'd let it go until it went down to the filter or went out. That's, mm. that's I guess that was like a late 60s, early 70s thing but i had not yeah. not even heard of it or had anybody mention it ever since so mm. I, I don't know either that or my father runs with a really rough crowd apparently <laughs> well look I, I i gotta say i do have more than more than a couple of burns like that on my forearms um but that, that's a story for a different day <laughs> <laughs> i just thought that that was purposely put in there to try and show that danny and 
him were equally matched and that they both have less fucks to give than everybody else around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go back to the camping thing. What they also didn't show you is that the camp was completely surrounded by predator style traps that he'd built <laughs> earlier. So. <laughs> Fair enough. I could totally see that too. So. <laughs> All right, so Gangrene is set up to be, like, the most badass biker of them all. Like, everybody keeps talking about how he's so fucking badass. And, like, as soon as he's ready to go off on Billy Jack, that's going to be the end of it. And that everybody else is even a little intimidated by Gangrene. And then when he starts fighting, his battle cry sounds like a girl screaming. And he's got the (laughs) biggest, most serious glass jaw out of any of them. Billy dispatches him quicker than any of the other guys that he fights, including Childs. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... Yeah, with their wooting and hollering. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> when he makes yeah. the sound off, it's like, oh, you're terrible. Stop it now. <laughs> I think that was just to show how little fucks they all give or something like that, or just to show that they're crazy. It doesn't no. really work, though. No. no, it doesn't at all. <laughs> Thankfully, they only do it twice. <laughs> And the police in this movie, do they get no fucking tactical training at all? Just like, no. none whatsoever. Because no. twice they just thought, oh, look, it's the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> steal someone away from them. It's like, really? Are you that dumb? I know it's a plot device, but... Well, the cop oh. shooting Billy in the back as he's driving away says everything you need to know about not only law enforcement in America, but law enforcement <laughs> particularly in this town. <laughs> yeah. He's on yeah. a motorcycle. Shoot. Wait, no, that's that Billy. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But why did he run? Uh, did- he shot a man in cold blood, and he was off to try and make sure Vicky was okay. That was all he cared about, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he got sent down for shooting someone earlier in the movie. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. yeah. He, he didn't really want to hang around and, and, and potentially go to jail, which is smart. Um, Okay, I have another question, too. The day of the trial, the bikers go on a killing spree. Is that really the best way to solve all of your legal problems for <laughs> kidnapping and raping, is to kidnap again and rape again? On the day of your trial. I'm, yeah. I'm no lawyer. I'm no lawyer, yeah. but I'm just saying. Yeah, look, you know, I'm not a criminal psychologist, but I'm pretty sure not ideal. You know, I mean, it sure, certainly it reinforces the fact to the victims that you are capable of it, but by the same token, it reinforces the fact that you're capable of it and you're going to go down for it. If you're horribly injured and need to go to hospital um, and they try to put you on one of those fucking cages on the outside of a tiny helicopter, I'd be like, nope, leave me here to die. I'd rather that lie in the downdraft of a fucking helicopter. Did you notice it was made out of chicken wire too? I look terrifying. (laughs) I think I would rather bleed out by a lake. That's another thing too. Why does Billy not go to the hospital after he gets shot? Was he planning on dying that he goes to that lake and he just lays by the river? Was he counting on like the spirit of Mother Nature to heal him? What was that all about? He went back to Camp Crystal Lake. He was waiting for Jason to finish him off. Yeah, instead of coming out of the water and grabbing a boat, he'd just come out on that motorcycle they left there earlier with a machete. Yeah, that's exactly it. Pulling a mono all the way through. Yeah. yeah th- that whole, like, finding Billy Jack in the rain thing made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> no Because no, how did they find him? Yeah. Did they follow the trail of blood? The in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> or the tire tracks from the trike where it goes up in the, the mud or whatever. Why why are they even there? What it is yeah. is what it is is they needed an excuse to have Billy nearly die because that's the way that it has to be at the end of every one of these films. He needs to be riddled with bullets and nearly be dead. And then he needs to be miraculously saved at the end 
by the system that he's trying to thwart and get away from and the hospitals that he also doesn't trust. He doesn't <laughs> trust banks, he doesn't trust hospitals, but he always ends up in one of the two in these movies to, yeah. to, to save his life or his w- means of living. Yeah. I did have a Hulk out moment. We did cover it earlier, um, but I'd sort of saved this for my last points, really. Um, and it's a top tip to the man in the Jeep. When a girl has been raped and was going to testify, the last thing she wants is an angry male looming over her. No, correction, the last thing she wants is you laying your fucking hands on her and shouting at her. I know he yes. had a case, but I was just like, dude, just... I, I, I struggle always with these period of movies, the way men think they can just grab women and move them to somewhere they think they should be or turn mm-hmm. them face this way. or It's like, stop touching everybody. <laughs> I just, I don't know, I'm sensitive to that at the moment because some of the films I've seen recently, I think, but I've just like made me so angry. Oh, it's a completely valid point. I mean, the guy completely manhandles her and treats her like she's not even a human being. Shakes mm. the hell out of her while he's screaming at her. Yeah. And a victim of trauma who is suffering clearly from PTSD as he is, yeah. there's, there, that's completely the opposite and wrong way to treat somebody. But it yeah. so shows you the time frame that that's happening in, that, that this film was made, the attitudes that they had. And I feel horrible for anyone who actually was the victim of something traumatizing like that in that mm. time frame because they thought the best way to shake you out of it was to literally shake you out of shake it. Shake you yeah. out of it. That's right. She, I'm, I'm just, just going to yell at you until you get better. Yeah. She said she was a hair's breadth away from being like catatonic like the other girl. So you just, yeah, I'll give you a bit of a physical manhandle. There you go. Mm. That should mm. bring you back from the brink, not push you further over the edge. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Gosh. Yes. Stop being broken. Just, just stop. Yeah. I think the That's major it. lesson we need to take away from this film is that no matter how good your hop keto is, it's no match for a crowbar bashed from behind that you can't see how happening yeah yes i was very disappointed he didn't have a spidey sense i thought he Mm. was just gonna turn around and go what and he didn't Mm. he was he he was desensitized by plot armor because they needed him to be taken away only to return back after being beaten up with a gun and take care of business yep yes he he needed to go super native american powers activate (laughs) which which apparently are using white man's rifles and gasoline That's exactly it. (laughs) It makes no sense, but you know what? Fuck it. It's still an entertaining as hell film. Yes. Uh, And at the end of the day, it's still, it is a fun film to watch. And it's an introduction to Billy Jack. And for that value alone, it's worth worth seeing. All right. So it's time to rate the film with our ratings that pretty much don't matter, but still equate just how much we like the film. I'm going to throw it over to Witch to do his rating first. I am going to give it... Three purple 60s bikinis with two hats filled with petrol. That's a a solid rating right there. All right, Boz, what's your rating? Well, given that we've established it's not anything out of anything and the number's completely arbitrary, I have Mm. given this movie 49.7 pathetically annoying pairs of white sunglasses split in two by a precisely aimed bullet fired by a billy jack. Still think that might be slightly better than Witch's rating, though. I can't tell the hostility. There was a little angry there, wasn't it? A little angry. Did you want to shake us to make sure we understand what you're talking about? No, the anger was just to the, just purely directed to the sunglasses. <laughs> okay. Okay. I myself am going to give it three out of three sets of perfectly perpendicular, standing straight up and down handlebars on a trike. Yes. <laughs> Wankers cramp for the win. Yes. <laughs> All right, folks, and thanks so much for downloading and listening to this episode. I'm going to sign off here. Later. See you. And it's you my turn add. next time, and I haven't picked my movie yet. I'm sorry, but you will see what it is. Thank you. Bye.
Don't forget, you can find our perfect and pristine Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash obsessive cinema discourse. And if you think we missed something on any episode, yeah, as if, uh, please do email us at ocinemad at gmail.com and bring your own particular OCD into the light. Or was it ocinemad at... Or maybe it was ocinemad at... Oh, I know. Maybe it was more like oc I'm mad at... Or were we thinking ocinemad there's something festive. I want to pick. <clears throat> just not Santa Claus conquers the Martians. We should be okay. Yeah. I have no idea what that is, but don't. <laughs> just don't look it up. Don't read it. It's, oh, no. It's it, like the it, book you know, in the remake of Evil Dead. Don't read it. Do not look at it. Do not try to understand <laughs> it. Just just stay away. And the okay. thing is, even if you watch like a commentary version of it, it's still shot. Yeah. It's just fucking terrible. <laughs> it's awful. Well, I mean, yeah. this has to be movies we genuinely have some kind of affection for when we pick them, I feel. So it's not going to be something yeah. I don't know. Um, yes. I've realized that this is opening up an entire new world to me because you guys all the time reference movies I've never fucking heard of. There's <laughs> like all the stuff from the 60s stuff. I've watched fuck all precisely. So I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. So yeah, I'm very quiet a lot of the time because I just have nothing to add. <laughs> like that film you mentioned earlier, which blew something. I'm like, the fuck is that? Electric Light and Blue. Oh, I've never yeah. heard of it. Never heard of it. Awesome movie. That was actually the, the very, I think it was like the second episode I did on um, Doomsday Clock. Yeah. All right. So I didn't go back and listen to all, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> but that's fine. Electric Light and Blue is probably a one of the earlier existential nightmare kind of 60s films, but it mm. revolves around a by-the-book motorcycle cop who will not flex, will not bend, and right. just is just going to be himself the entire time. And it's really interesting, and it's very artsy, and I have a very good inclination that David Lynch has probably watched it a few times because it feels like a lot of his stuff was influenced by that later on yeah. the way they shoot the road in that is how he shoots the road in like lost lost highway mm. and all the other films whenever people are driving it feels the same as electric light and blue for me yeah okay. uh, and, and it has you know like one of the saddest endings of any movie ever it, 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 it's not a feel-good ending by any stretch of the imagination okay. unless you hate cops and then it's a really good ending for you <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> yeah uh, we're back on center of the slopes territory there <laughs> yeah Oh gosh, I have to play that up more than it actually is just because now. (laughs) It's an expectation now. That and the necrophilia, yep. Yeah. Well that I'm not playing up though. I you know. Woo! Ah yeah. Hey, nothing like cracking a cold one. (laughs) Um,